0: Hello, and you're listening to the Coffee and Books podcast. I'm your host, Scott. Hope all of you are having a wonderful, great start to your weekend. I'm getting started early. Uh, We have a very special story today. It is called Friday Night Lights. It is a number one New York Times bestselling book. It is also a movie and TV show, and we're going to talk all about it today. It is by the author H.G. Bissinger, and I am in the process of reading it right now. But before I go any further, just want to say a couple of things. Number one, thank you for listening to this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it if you would share this podcast with a friend or, you know, if you would also tell other people about it. I enjoy, you know, listening to you guys, uh, you know, comment about this and, you know, sending me different things. Feedback is appreciated. Anyway, I just want to say thank you if you are a solid listener and subscriber. And uh, yeah, if you haven't already, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Okay. So number one, we got to talk about this book. Why am I reading it now? Number one, it's sports season in the U.S., primarily being football is returning to television here in the United States, being the NFL is currently in preseason, and the college football games are about to start in late August, Uh, basically being American football is going to be everywhere, all over TV, Um, I think it's going to be a great year. I love sports and I really love football, especially college football. Um, But this story is actually neither of those things. It's going to be talking about high school football. And why that's important is because this is a book covering the life of a team in Odessa, Texas in 1988. And it's basically the story of an author who decided that he wanted to get a better feel of American life, and he wanted to explore why football is so important to you know, high school kids all over the globe, but especially in Texas, and especially in small towns like Odessa. And so first, he kind of goes into why he chose Odessa. It was a very good example of a small town that was heavily reliant on a dream, And basically, that dream was winning football championships. I'm I'm not kidding when I say many people put football in the United States, like one of the second or third things on their list. You know, it might be God, country, and then football. That is how people view football very seriously here in the United States, but especially in Texas. And I'm not making this up when I say that there are high school football stadiums that are bigger than most sporting arenas in the United States. There are quite a few of them um, in Texas. But the reason why this is important is because in the story in 1988, we're talking about one team in particular, um, and we're going to be getting into all that. So first, foremost, the author stayed there for a couple of years. He talked a lot about why he chose odessa odessa is basically in the middle of nowhere texas it was founded by immigrants um i believe it was like uh immigrants from ohio that initially decided to move to texas Um, it was initially considered like a small like land grab you know where people decided to move there um and they did this because they obviously wanted to look for new opportunities and new places to settle um it it is a pretty cool thing that people decided to up and create a town out of the middle of nowhere odessa is 300 something miles from houston and 300 something miles from dallas Um, it's near the mexican border uh, so it definitely gets a lot of people from you know both different sides of mexico and the united states Um, and the reason why this is important is because a lot of the Town is exclusively white, but then definitely has to deal with its past of racism and, of course, bigotry, which we're going to get into. So first and foremost, we have to talk about the history of what is this town and why is football so important? Well, we know football is important here because football is, you know, like life. It's the lifeblood of the town. Uh, They've won multiple state championships. Football is all people talk about, care about. It didn't matter what you know, church you go to or what religion you participate. But basically, as long as you, you know, like the football team, that's all that mattered to people. So anyway, the story follows what we have are different football players, people from different positions and different walks of life. Um, for instance, we have Booby Miles, um, which I hope I'm saying that right, is the star uh, running back uh, who injures his leg during the season um, and watches as his life is dramatically changed from that one moment during preseason uh, you know, in a practice setting, you know, how it went from you know, being a top you know, desirable running back to all of a sudden not having anyone being interested in him anymore. Uh, we have a quarterback who has to deal with the anxiety of pressure of basically you know, a collapsing family life and you know, how he can elevate himself and live with anxiety. We have different players from different backgrounds, you know, tight ends and linebackers, and they're just all from different backgrounds and experiences. So when this book came out, I think it was very groundbreaking because it talked a lot about the racism, that these kids grew up with, I mean, I'm not sure about you guys, but 1980s Texas does not sound like the most welcoming of places. And the reason why I say this is because, uh, you know, in the story it's made very, very clear from the beginning that in this town, Odessa, Texas, that the white kids and the black kids and then, of course, Hispanic kids went to separate schools. And uh, this was done on purpose in order to basically, you know, keep the town a certain way. Um, and even after segregation and after civil rights movements and different factors, this town did not want to desegregate. You know, like they basically made it against, you know, their policies to try to even do something like that. So. Uh, Even though you had politicians and the government trying to intervene and trying to prevent people from, you know, racism and desegregation, uh, it's, you know, like they tried to integrate the society is what I'm getting at. They tried to get people to interact with one another, and it did not work. And it was only when football came up that the decision was made that maybe it is not so bad if we can have some of those kids do come to our school, and it led to a huge public debate, and basically it did end up with a small form of integration where people did play with one another um, in sports, and football in particular is a very popular sport, and it definitely got the attention of different kids from both sides who are white, who are black, who are Hispanic, and it was like a big deal, Um, and it basically made the team better because they had a wider variety of kids to choose from, you know? If There's more kids to choose from, there's more variety, which means that you're gonna get kids from different backgrounds, and you know, the more bad different backgrounds you have, maybe the more athletes you can get. Um, and so we basically start the season, like I said, in 1988, and what we're hearing is my cat, so you'll have to excuse me. Um, what we're hearing in 1988 is that basically this school surrounds itself with an athletic program but none of the other departments can get any money uh, or at least enough money to cover the basic necessities that they need. Uh, The school is purely run on the profit of a football team, and if that football team falters at all, head coach is fired. So early on, we see the head coach faces enormous pressure in the season to even be remotely good because if he's not good and he doesn't win championships, then the town basically dries up. Um, Odessa was founded also for oil booms, so oil business is you know very popular in Odessa, but you know there's booms and busts, and when the oil ran out or when there was a bust, basically the town dries up, money is harder to come by. So you get a lot of blue-collar people who lived in Odessa, um, and you get a lot of people from, like I said, different backgrounds who all kind of live together now, uh, but in 1988 when, like I said, the season was taking place. Um, The story covers, like I said, the the head coach, uh, different uh, players on the team, different coaching staff, different, uh, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends of players. And, you know, we're talking about cheerleaders and we're talking about why all that is so important. Um, But really the the tragic side of the story is that the school did not put a lot of effort into teaching the students. And that's primarily because it was spent, like I said, making sure those kids could play football. They spent more on a computer you know, for the football team than they would for the rest of the school. The rest of the school only had one computer to work on, for instance. They spent more on medical supplies for the football team than they did for the entire English department. Um, and there are multiple examples of this listed throughout the story. Uh, whereas, like, you know, they even interviewed students and they said, what do you do all day during school? Um, and many of the football players were basically just, you know, sit there, relax, don't worry about it, you know, we'll help you get, you know, the grades so that way you can go to school and focus on winning the team. Um, and that's that's basically what happened. A lot of those kids, unfortunately, lost the ability to really learn. You know, they, they were treated... In a way that was, you know, not right. They were treated in a way that said, you know, we're going to make their lives easy. But if, you know, when football is over, you know, they're going to go to the real world and they're going to realize that there's not someone there to help them do their homework or, you know, to do the things that they need to done. Like they, never made critical thinking skills. Um, they interviewed a lot of the cheerleaders and they're. They said, you know, what do you plan to do when you graduate? And a lot of them, you know, basically said they're going to get married and they're going to find rich husbands, you know. They didn't have the idea of going out and, you know, going to university and, or going to college and getting a degree. You know, that idea never existed to them, you know. And the sad statistic is that, you know, even though there's all these professional you know, athletes that we think are everywhere, you know, a very, very small group of people actually do become pro athletes. Um, and so a lot of the time, you know, the, the best possible outcome for anyone who plays sports is that they would get a scholarship to go to college and that can provide them with an education. But many of these kids were never prepared to go to college because they didn't study in high school. And even if they did get accepted into a, you know, a university, Um, you know, they would eventually get kicked out if they didn't study or didn't show that they had good grades, you know. Uh, There's even a big moment in this book and the series when you have the main running back, he's trying to read and he can't read. You know, he struggled with it. Um, He struggles with, you know, his English and writing. And it's just, it's very sad to see that like, you know, there's this great, you know, powerful athlete and he thinks of himself as invincible and then he gets injured, and then he realizes, well, wait, I don't have any other skills. Like, I can't survive in this world without that. So anyway, I just thought, you know, that was an interesting spin on the whole aspect. And, you know, I think the town eventually will realize, you know, that, like, we can't put all of our eggs in one basket. And, you know, like I said, the story is just the the dream that these guys play great football, and... You know that they'll they'll keep the town alive and prosperous. and yeah, that's the story of a Friday Night Lights, you know, just a great football story about what it means to have a dream, you know, to be a pro athlete and why these kids always dream of that. And you know like I said, they came from very impoverished backgrounds and troubled backgrounds and how they tried to make something of their lives. It is incredible. Um, anyway, so that's a Friday Night Lights. I hope to finish it soon and start a new book. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Um, I'm going to say Friday Night Lights gets a five out of five. It's definitely the best sports book I've ever read. Um, It's definitely up there with, you know, other great books. Um, It's very easy to read. You know, I think it does showcase what is wrong with small town Americana life, but it does also show what is nice about it. You know, like, The idea of, you know, like going to a football game on a Friday night and spending time with your friends and family and just everybody just believing in this one obstacle they have to overcome in order to go to to a state championship is pretty cool. So anyway, thanks for listening. Check it out, Friday Night Lights, book, movie, TV show. Check it out. And uh, thanks again for listening.